Hey, hey, it's me. Welcome to Queer Street. Last week, we took a little bit of a break from our regularly scheduled programming to talk about the newly released trailer. And it was wonderful, y'all. I've, I've watched it countless times since then. But it's time to get back to our regular routine. And today we're going to be talking about book number 18 in the Fair Street series, The Cheater. Ooh, The Cheater. What could it mean? Cheating on what? Cheat on someone? Cheat on a test? Well, let's find out. So, first of all. This book was published on April 1st, no foolin', <laughs> 1993, and comes in at 160 pages. Now, the blurb on the back reads as follows. Carter Phillips is under a lot of pressure to ace her math achievement exam. So much pressure that she gets Adam Messner to take the test for her in exchange for one date. But Adam wants more than a date much more. Carter has no choice. She has to do whatever he asks. If not, he'll tell her secret and ruin her life. Adam's control over her gets more and more unbearable, and Carter is desperate to get rid of him. But how? Is murder the only way? And that pretty much sets up this, the plot line exactly. I mean, that's pretty much everything you need to know. That's pretty much basically the entire um, the entire book without the ending. So yeah, that, that does a good job. Whoever, whoever wrote that did a good job of summing up. On the front cover, y'all, First of all, the little tagline says, now she has to pay. Not, not great. I guess they used up all their skills on that little blurb on the back. But so on the front, we have this picture of this blonde girl in all her 90s high-waisted, tucked in sweater realness on the phone, glancing back at this big, gorgeous picture window. And outside of this window is this brooding boy, also in a high-waisted tuck, um, jeans with a belt and tucked in sweater. I don't know. I don't tuck in sweaters. I don't really like tucking in anything, period, because it makes me feel fluffier than I normally already am. But tucking in a sweater, I don't understand that. It's too bulky. Why would you do that? Why would you purposely give yourself an added muffin top. I don't know. Anywho, but there's like a shadow over his face and you can tell though that he is watching her and he is not happy, honey. So a gorgeous cover by Bill Schmidt. I love it. It's great. It's great. It's very, it's, the sweater she's wearing is a very pretty, like a corally salmon peach color. I like it. It's very nice. Very nice. Although I will say there's a little table by the window with two lamps on it. And I don't see any cords. I wonder if they're like elect, uh, battery powered. Anyhow, I guess cords don't really work well in illustrations. By the way, if it sounds a little different, it's because I'm in my bedroom. Normally I record in the living room. I don't have a, a fancy setup. You know, it's just me and my computer. But uh, the kids are here this week because it is summer break. Yes, yes, yes. Monday had my last day um, where it was like the teacher work day. So yesterday was the first day of summer break. And I have the kids this week for our week together. And... Ah, oh, it's been nice. It's been super, super nice. But they're watching TV. They're up late. You know, they're being them. So I'm back in my bedroom. And so if it sounds a little funny, I think it might sound like a little bit in a tunnel. But I'm not in a tunnel. But if you'd like to pretend I'm in a tunnel, that's totally fine with me. But enough of that. Let's talk about this book. So like it says, we are introduced to Carter Phillips. And she's having some trouble in math, but not really. See, the problem is, is her dad is like this big, famous criminal um, court judge in um, Shadyside, and he has super high expectations of her. She's already taken this math achievement test, right? But she does not like her score. Um, I forget what it was, but it has to be at least 100, uh, 100. It has to be at least a 700 for her dad to be happy with her, right? 
So she's hanging out with Jill Bancroft, her best friend, and Dan Mason, her boyfriend. And she's talking about how she has to take it that weekend to get a better score, but she doesn't want to take it. She hates math. She's so stressed. All this pressure. Her boyfriend, Dan, got a 720, you know, and she jokes that um, he should just take it for her. Carter's a, a, a gender neutral name. He could totally pass. He's like, um, what? And she's like, oh, I'm just kidding. Um, but you know, she can't tell her dad that she doesn't want to take it because he's super stressed out about this, this, um, Henry Austin case that he's working on some, some gang leader that was involved in a murder. So, you know, he's super stressed, so she can't bother him. So she's just going to give into the stress and take the test again. But as Dan and Jill leave, um, Adam Messner, a bad guy at school, comes up to her and says, he'll take the test. And she's like, um, what? Clearly he was overhearing her. I mean, eavesdropping, rude. But he's like, well, I have something you want and you have something I want. And she's like, what? So chapter two, we find out he wants a date with her. Just a date. And he'll take the test. And so she's like, um, okay, weird, but that's fine because she doesn't take the test. So Saturday... The day of the test comes, she leaves, she drives to the place of the test, sits there for three hours, then goes back home. She's super nervous, doesn't hear from Adam, what's going on, did he take it, you know, how's everything going? She tells her parents she thinks she did well, and then the phone rings, and it's Adam, and he's like, it was going great, but when I left, they asked me for my ID. She freaks the fuck out because she's so high strung already. But he was just kidding. The test went fine. And he's like, how about that date? Let's meet tonight. Um, and she does not want him around. She already had to break her date with Dan to go out with him. So she meets him at this underground, this, this club, which Shady said has a lot of clubs for young teens. I was not a big like social butterfly. I was a big fat dork, literally a big fat dork in high school. So like, I don't recall there being lots of clubs for teens, but apparently Shady Side, we've got let that white heat place. We've got they've got a lot of clubs. I guess murder and partying is what they're known for. Anywho, so she's a little rich girl from the North Hill section, because you know I've talked about that before. That's the ritzy part of the neighborhood. And she um does not want anybody seeing him at her place. So she meets him there and they dance and they she kind of, you know getting along with him. They're having a good time. So she's enjoying it. So they're going to leave. She says, thank you. He's all like, oh, what are you doing tomorrow? She's like, oh, nothing. I'm meeting Jill at the country club. We're going to play play tennis. He's like, oh, I'll see you there. And she's like, what? Surely he was kidding, right? Because she already gave him what he wanted, right? But he's gone before she can ask for clarity. So she gets home and there is a voice saying, I've been waiting for you. Turns out it was Sheila um, who is Adam's boyfriend, and she's a tough chick. You know, she's badass. She smokes. She's badass. Suki ain't got nothing on her. So she's all like, I know you're seeing Adam. I know he's sneaking around. She's like, um, no, it's not me. She's like, you better hope it's not you, because when this girl finds that, when I find who, who it is, she's gonna pay. So she's like, um, um, no. So she goes in, glad to be done with Sheila, and the next day she goes to the uh, country club and show enough, there's Adam. She meets with Jill and she's like, what is he doing here? And so apparently he was not kidding about this, you know? So he's all like, he's just gonna, who knows what he's gonna do? Well, we know what he's gonna do because we already read the back jacket of the book. He's gonna, you know, keep wanting more and more. He's gonna blackmail her. But so she ends up playing devils with him and she plays uh, Jill against this douche canoe, Richard Smith, who's always trying to get in Carter's pants. But she's, you know, going with Dan. That doesn't stop her from dating Adam now just to get what she wants. But anywho, 
and Carter and Adam win and she's all like, thanks for helping me. He's like, go out again with me again to in order to thank me for this. And she's like, oh, but I have plans with Dan again. He's like, you want to keep me happy. Damn, pressure much. So she gives in and does it anyway. So she goes home. Her dad's home. They call and find out she got a 7.30 on the test. Woot, woot. But of course, she didn't really get it. Adam got it. Because apparently, even though he's a bad boy, um, he's really super smart at math. So he's all, dad's all proud. He's like, Princeton, here we come. And he gives her these gorgeous diamond earrings as a gift. And she feels all guilty. But of course, they're diamonds. So she accepts them. I mean, wouldn't you? I would. And so... She goes to meet Dan at the mall, and he's all like, hey, we're going out Friday. Remember, let's go celebrate. Congratulations. And she's like, oh, I forgot. I totally forgot we were going to go out. So I told my mom and dad, we're going to go out and celebrate. She's like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, that's okay. He's disappointed, and she's feeling guilty. But, you know, she's got to she's gotta give in. She, you know, she's got to pay the piper or the Adam. <laughs> so she goes to meet Adam. Of course, he lives on Fear Street. They go to his house, and they're hanging out. And he's all like, hey, um, I have an idea. Why don't you get your friend Jill to go out with my friend Ray Owens? And she's all like, um, she won't. No, uh-uh, no. Why would she want to go out with him? Because, of course, he's obviously a douche canoe and a bad boy just like him. And he's like, so she starts to argue, but he leans in and kisses her. And she kind of likes it. But then she pushes him away. She's like, no, I can't do this. And so she's like, he's like, we're, we'll, she's like, if I do this, if we go on this double date, we'll finally be even. Okay. And he, she, he's like, fine. So she calls Jill. Jill's like, what the fuck, Carter? I, I don't want to go out with him. Why do you want to do this? And she's like, oh, I just thought it might be fun. You know, just goof around. And Jill agrees to go. But she's like, I'm only agreeing to go because something is up. And I'm going to find out what it is, bitch. Because she knows her friend and she knows, you know, we're not just going out for fun with these two losers, right? These two poor guys. Because we're these cute rich girls from North Hill. And these are the boys from the wrong side of the track. Quite literally. And so they're from Old Village. Oh my God, Old Village. So she's, Jill agrees. And so um, as Carter stands there talking on the phone, she opens up a desk drawer. Snoopy much. But she sees a gun in there. And then... Adam's all teasing her with it. And she's all like, ah. So she freaks out and goes home. Once she gets home, um, she uh, on the way home, she's being followed. Sorry, I forgot. I skipped ahead of my notes. She's being followed by a car and she freaks out. When she gets home, she runs inside and that car's still out there. She can't tell. Is that Adam's Mustang? It mentions his Mustang because you know, you know what the Mustangs in those days look like. If you don't, go ahead and Google it. I'll wait. I remember because I was there. And <laughs> she's like, the next day she meets Dan at the country club, of course, because I guess that's what you do when you're rich. You just hang out at the country club on the weekend. And he's like, are you dumping me? I heard that you were with Adam. She's like, what? Oh, my God. How did you find out? And she's like, no, it must have been somebody else. <laughs> of course, you know, it must have been some other rich white girl <laughs> with blonde hair. And so she talks to she ends up then talking to jill at the country club and she's like jill's like what is up i can't what's going on why are we doing this and she's like i can't tell you but but um you know i, I just can't tell you but just don't tell dan what we're doing and so she and she's okay fine so then jill leaves so then she's changing out of her tennis whites or whatever i wonder why they call them tennis whites i guess why do tennis players only wear white i have to look that up where's my phone Where's my phone? I'm going to look. I'm going to see tennis whites. Why are they called tennis whites? Dude, dude, you're going to wait for me to Google it because I, I mean, this bothers me. Why are they called tennis? Oops, not twins. Tennis whites. 
Do do do. Why are they called tennis whites? White clothing was adapted. It was more expensive to keep clean. Keeping the less affluent for taking up the sport. <gasps> Bougie bitches. You learn something new every day. I feel like I should have a star going across the screen right now. The more you know. Interesting. Well, now you know. Tennis whites, because white was cloth was more expensive and it kept the unsavories from playing tennis. That's horrible. Anywho. So she's changing. She reaches in her bag and she feels something warm and sticky, pulls out her hand, and it's covered in blood. There is an animal heart in her bag. Now, ew. And again, now we're at the country club. Clearly, these people don't keep their damn lockers closed at school. Why are they going to keep their lockers locked at the country club? Because people be sneaking in body parts all the damn time. I tell you this before. Lock your damn lockers. Just do it. Just do it. Lock your lockers. It's not that hard. Anyway, so there's also a note that says, careful or you'll break daddy's heart. So Jill comes, she's like, oh my God, what happened? And she's like, oh, I just cut my hand on a razor. <laughs> and there's like all this blood. She's like, ah. And she's like, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. But she's so preoccupied, worried about Adam and the gun and now this. She thinks definitely Adam's like, you know, stalking her. He's trying to scare her. So they go on this double date to Benny's. It's like another bar club because I guess that's all you do. You go to the country club and play tennis if you're rich, or you go to some unsavory bar if you're poor. I guess that sounds about right. Anywho, it's a rough crowd, and Ray is getting rough with Jill, kind of like hitting on her. And Carter's upset. She tries to break him off, and all the guys are kind of laughing and making fun of him because they know they're these rich girls out of their elements, right? And so um, as she kind of pushes him off, he falls on somebody else. A brawl ensues, and the girl takes the girls take this chance to escape. And Jill's like, what the fuck, Carter? Why are we doing this? She doesn't say that, but you know she probably really said that. I would if I were Jill. And Carter's like, look, I'm so sorry. I lost a bet, and this was his prize. I'm sorry. Thank you for doing this. I can't tell you what the bet was, and just, I'm sorry. You know, and Jill's like, okay. Okay, as long as it's done. And Carter's like, yeah, it's done. We're handled. We're okay. And they're all calm. So then she goes home, and... um uh the on the phone sheila calls her and was like i you were with adam i know it she's like i'm gonna keep you apart for good so now as if carter didn't have enough to worry about with math and now being blackmailed by adam now she's got to worry about this crazy bitch sheila and this heart in her bag which by the way she threw in the trash can so i mean you know she's got a lot on her plate high school is rough High school's rough. I'm not, I, you know, high school's rough. So she's with Dan at school. Um, and then he's all kind of mopey, you know. I mean, of course he's mopey. She keeps standing him up and acting funny. And then so she comes up to Adam. She's like, I can't take this more. We're done. He's like, you know what? You're right. We're done with this date. I've had all I want. Instead, I want a thousand dollars. And she's like, bitch, what? So I went and looked up how much a thousand dollars in 1993 equals. It would equal about eighteen hundred dollars in nowadays. That's a lot of fucking money to have when you're in high school. Just random high schoolers. At least it was for me. I don't know if it was for you. But remember, she's rich. So she's like, what? She's like, fine, but then we're done. So she remembers her earrings. She's like, I'll pawn them. She's like, my dad paid at least $3,000 for them. She's thinking $3,000, which by the way, in today's money, that's like $5,500. That's some good ass earrings. Come on, Judge Judge Phillips. I'll be your old child. Come on, Daddy Judge. Anywho, <laughs> so she goes to take them into the, into the antique store and another town over to pawn them. And he's like, 700. She's like, 900. He's like, 1,500. She's like, 1,000. He's like, okay. Works out. She needs 1,000. Okay? So she goes home. Her dad's all stressed over this case. But he notices 
at dinner. Ooh, excuse me with my yawning. He's like, where are your earrings? And she's like, oh, oh, oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I forgot one of them fell off and I freaked out and I found it, but I found that the, the earring back was loose. So I dropped him off at the jeweler. He's like, oh, you should have told me I would have done it. And she's like, uh, no, that's okay. That's okay. You know, she's like, I'll just pick him up. It's okay. It's okay. So she goes and meets Adam um, after school the next day. She gives him the $1,000 and she just leaves. She's like, look, we're done. So now she's at Dan's house. They're snoogling on the couch. They're making out, getting their little Mac on, just relax. And she's feeling more at peace, you know. She thinks all's done. So then as she goes home, a car is following her and it comes up beside her. It's running up next to her, trying to bump her from behind, trying to run her off the road. And it does almost run her off the road. She's running into the oncoming traffic. But luckily the other car swerves and she doesn't. So her car kind of stalls out. She's okay. Oh my God. She's freaked out though. Who is, who's after her? You know, is it Adam now? She's what, is it Sheila? She ain't, girl ain't got nothing going on. She ain't got no clue what's going on. So now she goes home and there's Adam waiting. And he's like, hey, I need more money. You got a lot of things. I need another thousand dollars or I'm going to tell. Get it by tomorrow. Damn, greedy Gus. You just got a thousand dollars out this bitch. So now she's freaking out again because she isn't aware she's going to get this money. He's blackmailing her. She's been done dug in a math deep hole. You know, this is one math problem she didn't want to have to solve. (laughs) That was horrible. So the next day her parents leave and Dan comes over. He's like, look, what's going on? Something's going on. She breaks down and she says, and he's like, Jill told me about your double date. She's like, damn it, Jill. Damn you, bitch. And so she didn't really say that, but you know, she was thinking it. And then Dan's like, you had him take your test and now he's blackmailing you, right? I mean, like, it's not where my mind would go, but damn, Dan, come on. I hope he goes into criminal justice. He could be a good um, police uh, detective or something. So she's like, yes. And he's like, you have to stop. You have to stop. Just you don't give him more money, any more money. She tells him everything. He's like, it's okay. You know, it's okay. Okay. He's like, you have to stop. And then he leaves. And then she's like, she goes to her dad's desk. Or no, he doesn't leave yet. Sorry. She goes to her dad's desk and randomly picks up this gun that was in there. And she's like, if I had the guts, I'd just kill him. And Dan's like, what the fuck, Carter? chill the hell out. He's like, we'll figure out a way. I'll help you. It's okay, but do not give him any more money. Stay away from him. And she's like, okay, but knowing she's not gonna. So as soon as he leaves, she goes upstairs. She goes through all her jewelry, grabs what she can, goes back to that shop. They only offer her 200 bucks. So she's like, oh, that's all I got. She can't, it's time's running out. She's got to take in this money, you know? And so she's like, I'm just going to give him this to try. And this is where we get really kind of weird. So she goes at night to Fear Street. And the next thing we know, she's leaving his house. Okay. So we're going to assume we don't know what happens, but you know, we're going to assume, and you know what happens when we assume we make an ass out of you and me, or in this sense, we're going to make an ass of Carter, or maybe she's going to make an ass. I don't know. Somebody's being made an ass out of, it's probably going to be me knowing my luck. But anywho, so she gets back home. We don't know what's, what happened at, at Adam's house, but Dan's there and he's like, where were you? And she's like, oh, I'm home. And he's like, okay, come on in. Let's hang out. But before they can settle down, the police knock on the door and they're like, um, Carter Phillips, we need to talk to you. Adam, um, I almost said Adam Lambert. (laughs) His name isn't Adam Lambert. What the hell is his name? Adam what? Oh, Messner has been shot and is killed and she is freaking out. So now we as the reader don't know what the hell's going on. Did she go there and shoot him? We don't know. 
what happened, you know? So that's kind of, I like this kind of twist because now we don't really know. Now we've got a little bit of an unreliable narrator, which we have had before, but really this is kind of done really well, Mr. Stein. Bravo, snaps to you, dude. So now um, they ask her a few questions. Um, she's like, I didn't see him today. So she lies. And then Dan jumps in, gives her an alibi, says, yeah, we were together all day. You know, we've been, you know, we've been hanging out and we've been studying and the police were like, well, if we need you, we'll contact you again. And so they leave and Dan's like, why did you go? And she's like, I didn't kill him though. I didn't kill him. He seems upset. He leaves and she's, Carter's all upset now. And then she gets a phone call and she's excited. She said, maybe it's Dan, maybe he's calmed down, but it's not. It's someone saying, I know what you did. And then they hang up. She's like, well, shit. Well, now at least, at least she can scratch Adam off the list because he's dead. You know, so he ain't making phone calls. Or is he? No, it's not. It's not him, really. He's, he is actually dead. Sorry, Adam. But she's like, is it Sheila? Is it Dan? What's going on? So at school the next day, everybody's talking about Adam and the murder. You'd think that these kids would be tired of talking about all this murder and stuff, but I guess they don't. I mean, when it keeps happening, I guess you got to talk about what you got to talk about. And so Jill and Dan are avoiding her, and so she's miserable now. You know, her whole life's in the shitter now. But at least she got that damn good score and go to Princeton. I hope it was worth it, Carter. We'll see. So days pass. The talk starts to die down. But Jill and Dan are still kind of distant, not really talking to her. Her parents go out for the night. And so she's sitting there. The power goes out. The phone goes out. And she hears some noises. And the basement door starts to open. Now, that's some creepy shit. I would have pissed my pants. Can you imagine that? So in comes this, uh, in comes this figure starts to come out the door. And the voice says, carefully your break daddy's heart so she freaks out is it adam back from the dead is it sheila what's going on so then she remembers the gun she runs to her dad's office but the gun you called it the gun is gone okay so now we still remember we don't know if she killed adam where is that gun right where is the gun where is the body oh wait no we know where the body is it's the gun we're looking for sorry <laughs> i got a little excited there so the intruder attacks choking her she um He's like, I tried to run you off the road. Now I'm going to finish the job. And as she begins to pass out, she hears siren. The police come in. Um, they cuff the intruder. She pulls the mask off. And she ain't got no clue who this guy is. The police are like, who is this? She's like, bitch, I don't know. He just broke in and tried to kill my ass. Her parents come home, find, come to find out. Dad recognizes him. He's some thug that works for Henry Austin. They question him. Find out. All right, come to find out. He, um... He was trying to get, trying to scare the judge into getting Henry off. Okay. So now all's calmed down. She thinks everything's good. You know, everything's fine. Adam's dead. Whew. You know, so dad's not going to find out I cheated. Now this person who was trying to hurt me, who I thought maybe was Adam, it's not. But now he's in jail. So all can go back to regular. Okay. But then Sheila calls her on the phone and says, I know that you killed Adam and bitch, I got some proof. And it's going to take $500 to shut my bitch mouth up. So here we go again. Now Carter's got to go take take um, reference, take 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 license, take account. What is the phrase I'm looking for? Take, you know where you take, oh, what's that phrase called? Take, anywho, um, take, oh my goodness. Take stock, take stock, that's it. Take stock of what she has in a room that she can sell. And so she looks, she has this nice sound system with a turntable. Those of you that plays records, if you're not aware of that. And they still had those back in the 90s. But it also has a newfangled CD player. And it's got a great amplifier. It's great. It's only a year old. She's like, I could easily get $500 for this. So she takes it in. The guy's like 300. And I don't know. You know, this poor guy, he's probably thinking, 
this bitch is in trouble. You know, you, I'm surprised he didn't call the cops. You know, is she got a drug problem? Is she into human trafficking? Is she a murderer? We don't know. But this poor guy, I guess, you know, in the pawn shop, they don't ask no questions. So he's like, 300 She's like, I need $500. And she's all emotional. He's like, okay, fine. So then she drives to the Fear Street Woods, of course, to meet Sheila. She gives her the money, and Sheila gives her an envelope that has a gold locket that says, for Carter engraved on it. Mm-hmm. So now we're thinking, well, bitch, maybe she really did kill Adam. So chapter 22 brings up, she calls Dan. She's like, Dan, I can't take this anymore. The guilt's getting to me. I, I, I got to tell daddy about the test. I can't help it. Can you just come be with me and just help me be strong? He's like, okay. So they go in, they confront her dad. She tells him, I cheated on the test. He was blackmailing me. And it's all that tells him about the money, just lays all this shit bare to a dad. And her dad's like, okay, wow, you know, mind blown, Carter. And then she's like, but that's not all. I also killed him. And now her dad's like, jigga what? And Dan is shocked. And Dan's like, but you're a judge. You can get her off, right? And the judge is like, well, no, she committed a crime. She has to go. I have to turn her in. I have to call the police right now. Dan freaks out. He's like, no, you can't do it. I did it. I killed Adam. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Yep. So come to find out, he went to Adams to confront him and to tell him to lay off his girl. Leave her alone. You know, he was just going to just going to scare him. But then he saw Carter leaving. So he went in there to tell him to stop. They kind of argue. Adam pulls a gun. Remember the gun that he was teasing Carter with? Pulls a gun. They start to struggle. It goes off. And it was an accidental shooting. That's what happens when you're in, it's just so sad, you know? That's what happens when you're in high school. So then he came to see Carter to tell her, but then conveniently... He saved her with an alibi, which also gave him an alibi, but he couldn't stand by and let her confess. He loves her too much, y'all. So sweet. So then Carter turns to her daddy and says, see, I told you he would do the right thing and confess. Bitch, what? Damn, Carter, you cold, bitch. I guess she got tired of being worried. She, you know, she turned it on. She turned on him. Turned on him. Turned it on. What the hell? So chapter 24, we find out the necklace from Sheila that gave her was one that she had recognized that Carter had recognized in a jewelry store and pointed out to, to um, Dan and he got it for her and engraved it. And the judge is like, I believe you, but we still have to go to the police. We have a good case here. That was an accidental shooting. You know, it'll be okay. He apologizes to Carter for putting so much pressure on her. And he says, you can come to me with everything. And then the last paragraph, we get this last, that just randomly ends it. We get this last paragraph Dan and Carter are playing chess. We don't know when. We don't know if it is it is it prison chess. Is he in a holding cell chess? Is he out on bail chess? Is he acquitted chess? Who the fuck knows? We don't know. We don't know. So, but Dan wins and Carter's like, oh, you always win. And, and Dan's like, yeah, because you didn't cheat this time. She's like, I've learned my lesson about cheating. <laughs> but really, but really, yo, where, where are you playing chess at? You just shot a man. I mean, how, when did this happen? Is it a week later? Is it a month later? So that was a little fishy to me. Come on, Arlstein. I know we got these loose ends to tie up, but come on now. Let's not hastily just tie them all up. Let's tie them up. Let's not just cut the strings. Hell. But if you're keeping tabs on that, that is one death for this. Sorry, Adam. Pour some out for our homie, Adam. Which brings us up to 15. Y'all, we're still doing great on deaths. 15 deaths and 18 books. 
that's my kind of numbers. I mean, I'm loving that. Let's see. I'm even going to, I'll do you one. My phone's right here. We're looking at that tennis whites shit, which I'm still shocked about that tennis whites thing, y'all. I mean, my goodness. Oh my goodness. Can, 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 can there be any more white privilege than tennis whites? I don't think so. I don't think so. Anywho. So let's do 15 divided by 18. Or is it 18 divided by 15? Yeah, it's 18 divided by 15. I don't do percentages. I know I'm a math teacher. That's 1.2 deaths per book. I'm I'm all about that. I can get behind that. So my rating is a four because I really liked it. I like the the um, unreliable narrator twist toward the end where we didn't all of a sudden know maybe it was Carter. Maybe she did lose it. Maybe she lost her marbles. And then the little trickery she pulled there at the end. Okay, 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 okay. So I gave it a four. I really like this one. It wasn't fabulous. I liked it. Goodreads gives it 3.6. So pe most people are in line with me. Now the fear, I had to enter another fear for this, y'all. Clearly it's a criminal one. I kind of, it's a loosely criminal one because he does, Dan does end up shooting one. But I had to create an accidental death uh, category for this because it was an accident. And then apparently he gets off and they play chess because that's what you do when you're acquitted for murder. It's like, don't go to Disney World. Don't go out to eat. Don't celebrate. Just let's, let's just play fucking chess, y'all. But the queer. Now, this was a hard one. I had to I have to admit this was hard. I had to think long about this one, but I think I've decided that our queer was Adam. And I think that Sheila was just his badass beard. And, you know, I think it was Adam because. I don't know. I just, I just got some vibes. The more I thought about it, it wasn't Carter, wasn't Dan because, oh, hopeless Dan. Oh, poor puppy dog, Dan. And then Jill, no, she's just a snotty bitch. So I think it was Adam. I think he was just, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe he was saving up money to get out of shady side so he could be his authentic self. I'm not sure, but Adam was our queer. So stay tuned next week, though, when the book is Sunburn. So that was book number 18. Thank you for joining me. And I hope you have a great week. We're going to have a good week vacation. And until next week, stay queer. Bye.